0: Today, in our season of Thanksgiving, owning our gratitude, we're going to read from the book of Psalms, chapter 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me. Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trust in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. The word of God. Be Please be seated. Earlier this week, I started in preparation for my sermon um, this particular Sabbath, but it was very difficult because we have a Thanksgiving every year, and I didn't want to spend much time on passages that were so familiar. These, these passages pop up Right around this particular season of gratefulness and giving thanks. And it's become so common that it almost loses its, its beauty, its flavor. And so I was stuck in kind of a hard place. Like I couldn't think of, so, uh, of these verses. And some of them came to me, but I thought, no, I mean, man, do we, do we keep coming back to these? They're so common, we make songs out of them, right? Give thanks with a. You know it, you know the verse they're all over the place. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Some of you don't know it quite as well. (laughs) But as you can tell, these songs, they become songs because they're so common, and, and, and we breathe them in and out of our weekly worships especially around this season. They get a little bit overused. And I came to the pastoral team, and I said, team, I, I want to speak of gratitude. I want to talk about how we can own our gratitude, especially during this season. And we spent a little bit of time. It came around and went around the horn a few times. And, and, and Pastor Baby Ben, he said, what about Psalms 13? Wisdom out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> what about Psalms 13? And, He begins to quote it, and what struck me immediately was the first phrase, how long, O Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long, how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? This is such a relatable phrase for many of us today on so many different levels. How long, O Lord? You see, this is the space between proclamation and resolution. This is the space where we find ourselves in a season where God's face is hidden from us, where we can't feel God tangibly, where God hasn't answered us in a while, and we wait urgently for his answers. How long? The psalmist is not asking for data on the timeline. The psalmist is asking with a sense of urgent petition and an impatient hope for God to show up. How long, oh God? How long? So I saw it here in this beautiful paradox, in this oxymoronic situation of us experiencing deep emotional anxiety while also being faithful to God. And I said this, this is the text for us to own gratitude. The psalmist here, he speaks with fear and struggle, pain and problems, and he casts back to God this question, how long we heard in chapter 12 the, the proclamation that God will make all things right, that he will rise, Then he will overcome the enemy. We see in chapter 18 where, 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 where he's giving him a great acclimate for uh, accolades for doing what God said he would do. But in chapter 13, he does not have resolve yet. He sits there in the how long. This question is a very common question in my household. And if you're parents, you probably are very familiar with the question. How long, Dad? How long? Does not matter where we are at, that question will come up. How long, Dad? How long will it take for us to get there? We'll get there. Yeah, but how long? When they were little, when my kids were little, I could tell them whatever time I want because they didn't know how to tell time. So I'd be like, two minutes, baby, when it really was gonna be two hours. They didn't know. They were. They'll sit there and then two hours later they'll be like, Daddy, how long? Two minutes. Okay, two more minutes. A whole day passes and I get my stuff done. They got older and they got smarter. So they want an exact time. Dad, how much longer? Five minutes. Dad, five minutes? Five minutes, Dad. That's one, two, three, four, five. Five minutes, Dad. And in four minutes and 58 seconds, they will be in my face. Dad, you said five minutes. How much longer? How much longer are you going to do what you do? And there's this sense of urgency in their voice. Like, they want attention. They want resolve. They don't really necessarily want to know the time frame. They just want to know that I will be there when I say I will be there. They have a patience, an impatient hope that I will be there. How long, O Lord? How long, O God, until we can finally have be of child? How long until I find the right person for my life? How long until we're healed again? How long till we get justice? How long till we can be rescued? How long, God, we've been waiting, I've been waiting for an answer, God, how long? In the community this large, we all come from different seasons. It's very good chance that we've all come in very different places in our life. Some of us are having a mountaintop experience Others of us are in the valley of despair, but all of us know what it means to have a season where we ask God, how long? This Psalm, chapter 13, is David sitting between that proclamation and that resolution. And he bids to God, how long, God? This is painful and torturous and difficult, and David is not alone. Jesus finds himself in this same situation between Matthew chapter 16, which we shared last week, and Matthew chapter 28, between him proclaiming to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem to be tortured to die, but then on the third day, he will rise again between that moment and the moment where he meets them on the Mount of Galilee, and he says, all authority and power has been given unto me, therefore go into all of the earth. Between those moments, Jesus has a moment there in Matthew. Matthew 26 where he's before the father and he's going on a little further he threw himself on the ground and prayed my father if it is possible let this cup pass from me yet not what I want but you want then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and he said to Peter so could you not stay awake with me for one hour stay awake And pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he leaves and he prays the same prayer. He comes back and they're sleeping. And again, he leaves and he prays, God, I can't take this cup from me. Jesus, as David, could not see the resolution yet. So he's in a place before the Father, before God, saying, how long? John the Revelator It's in this place. It's between Revelation chapter 5 and Revelation 21. Chapter 5 where the Lamb is proclaimed to be on the throne. And and the creatures are all about Him. And the elders. And they're singing glorious music. And they're worshiping Him because the Lamb is on the throne. And then in 21 we notice that there is a new earth and a new heaven. And all things are made new. And God is there in in the midst of that. But between those places, a proclamation and a resolution, we find the Revelator in chapter 6 when He opened the fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slaughtered for the word of God and for the testimony they had given. They cried out with a loud voice Sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long, how long will it be before you judge and avenge our blood on the inhabitants of this earth? How long? And we continue on between the letters in Birmingham jail. And the moment of, of uh, 1965 when they were voted the, right, the rights uh, for the Voting Rights Act, Martin Luther King, Jr., he writes March 25, Montgomery, Alabama, in his sermon, How Long? Not long because no lie can live forever, Kings continues on. How long? Not long because you will still reap what you sow. How long? Not long because... The arm of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. How long? Not long. Because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. How long? And then he pivots. And he begins to answer in the voice of God. Not long. Not long. If you're sitting between proclamation and resolution today in a season where you are just bidding God, God, how long, how long will you answer my cry? How how long will it be until you bring me resolution? I, I can't see any way forward, God. I don't know what the next season looks like. I'm blinded to my future. If you're in that place and you're sitting here between proclamation and resolution, two things really quick, you are not alone. You are not alone in that valley. And number two, you are still in the graces of the fellowship of Christ. All too often, we look at people who are struggling through their seasons, and we give really bad advice. You just need to pray more. You need to have more faith. You're not trusting God. That's your problem. You're not trusting the Lord. David here. Jesus here. John the Revelator here. Martin Luther King Jr. here. All were in a season by which they could not see resolution yet. And they asked the question, How long? Faithfully in the fellowship of kingdom work. David then moves on to verse three. And he calls Yahweh, O oh Lord my God, as a reminder that we belong to God. Turn to someone and say, You belong to God. You belong to God. Those of you watching along today, if you haven't remembered this particular idea, you are God's. We belong to God as we talk to the God of the universe while we are anchored to this earth. James L. May puts it this way We are given our true identity as mortals who stand on the earth and speak to God, who is ours but never owned. God is ours. But we do not own God. May. We don't get to control God. God is indeed ours. God is for us. But we don't own God. We must be willing to let God do what God does as God is hidden from us in certain seasons. When we don't recognize his hand at work, we must allow God to continue being God. It reminds me that people of great faith are not people who never doubt. People of great faith aren't people who don't ever have doubts. People of great faith are people who have heavy doubts but have just enough faith, maybe the faith the size of a mustard seed, to keep them pressing forward even when they don't know what God is doing. Martin Luther calls this stance of how long? Psalms 13, the state in which hope despairs and yet despair hopes at the same time. At this point, there's a dramatic switch from petition to praise. David has pivoted from his pain, his urgency, his petition to praise. And some believe that this is a, a liturgy pause between uh, the, the, the verses, between uh, four, between three and four, and and that what ha- oh, sorry four and five, and, and someone comes up, maybe an oracle, maybe a, a pastor-type figure, uh, maybe a prophet, to speak into the liturgy a response. Do not fear, for God is here. Or God is close. And so because of that, the pause then continues and picks up in verse 5 and turns into praise. Some people believe, there there are those who believe that this is just a narrative that moves from despair into hope. But either way, however you see this, there is a transition that takes place where David, the psalmist, moves from a place of urgency and petition and and, and pain to a place of praise. David begins this verse, verse 5, with the word, but... The word but. I love the word but. <laughs> so people are like, hmm, well, easy, Pastor. But. I love it. But does the wonderful job of reorienting whatever came before it. Not nullifying it. Not, not, not discrediting it. Not throwing it away. The word but reorients whatever came before it, so that it fits in the, in the structure of what comes after it. But, I like you, but I see you more as a friend. Worst phrase to hear in high school. I spent my whole freshman year hanging out with you, giving you stuff. Listening to you, pretending like I care for you to say i like you a lot but john is hot <laughs> <laughs> no right the food is good but it could use <laughs> dot 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 this week my children in the morning i got up and as a faithful parent i made them breakfast that's right I made them breakfast. Sure, it was instant oatmeal. <laughs> but I made it with these bare hands. And I came into that kitchen, and I spent the whole hour trying to figure out how to make the instant oatmeal. And when I was done with this glorious artifact that was good and gracious, my children came in, and they had the nerve to say, Dad, this, this is, uh, it's, it's okay. But, no but, no but, no but, but, it's too watery. (laughs) Apparently I used too much water so the bowl was full of water with a little bit of oatmeal on the bottom. And at that point I was upset. Hold on a second, I made this for you. You didn't make it. You didn't get up early to make your own food. I got up and I. you will eat this. No, Dad, you will drink this. (laughs) That was good, but how about this one? No, 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 no. I completely agree with you, but when you say but, it means you do not completely agree with somebody, P.S. I completely, completely agree with you, but I just think, I think you should rethink it. <laughs> no, that does not work. The but reorance it. You look great today. I always ask my wife when I leave, like this morning, I said, honey, what do you think? And she says, yeah, but uh, maybe don't wear those brown shoes. I said, what, brown shoes go good with black outfits? She's like, mm-hmm. no, so I'm wearing black shoes. The butt doesn't nullify everything that comes before it, it reorients it so that it fits into the streets, the scheme and the structure of what comes after it. David says, but, but, how long, O Lord, will I have to wait? God, my enemies are upon me. I'm struggling. I'm failing. I'm flailing. I can't see what's going to be before me. I'm looking for help. Help me, God. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Oh, man, praise God. Oh, God, I'm struggling through this. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm trusting in your steadfast love. Church, you can trust the steadfast love of God. It is a good God. It is the God of chesed. Chesed is is the, the encompassing Hebrew word for this kind of love that really, really encompasses all that is good and right in the world. But... I trusted in your steadfast love. I sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David just got done saying how he was at the bottom of his cup, and yet he gives God praise saying God is dealing bountifully with you, with him. Owning our gratitude means having the ability to reorient how long, oh Lord, with but I trust your steadfast love. You are still free to sing bountifully, even in the season of drought. Amen, church? You can simultaneously be in a tough season and decidedly live a life of gratitude and hope. Today, as we approach Thanksgiving, God may be hidden from you and your urgency, but you can still trust his steadfast love. And indeed, resolution will find its way you may be between proclamation and resolution but you are still loved you are not alone and you don't have to face the issues of these disgraces alone you are not forgotten and if this is a difficult time for you to see how much further ahead you must go If you are struggling with what to do next, then I want to give you a piece of sound advice that comes from a fictional character who I thought spoke life to me as I sat there watching her sing. Her name is Anna from a little movie called Frozen 2. (laughs) I was a grown man still while this movie came out. I was holding it together just fine until she got to this song where she was in a dark cave and like a little baby I wept. Here are the words. Can there be a day beyond this night? I don't know anymore what is true. I can't find my direction, I'm all alone. The only star that guided me was you. How to rise from the floor? When it's not you I'm rising for. Just do the next right thing. Take a step. Step again. It is all that I came to do. The next right thing. I won't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take. But break it down to this next breath. To this next step. To this next choice. Is one that I can make. So I'll walk through the night Stumbling blindly towards the light and do the next right thing. And with the dawn, what comes then? When it's clear that everything will never be the same again, then I'll make the choice to hear the voice and do the next thing. In a season where maybe your voice is, oh Lord, when? When? I bid you, look for the next right thing. Find your joy and gratitude and continue to step forward. I want to do two things this, this morning as we close. Firstly, I want to invite you to pull your phones out right now, take your, take your phone out. Everybody take your cell phone out, your smartphone, your rotary phone, I don't know what you have. <laughs> I'm going to give you two pieces of homework right now As we move into this season of gratefulness And gratitude I want you to text someone right now Maybe somebody who wouldn't be expecting a text from you Even better And I want you to share some gratitude with them Would you speak life to them right now? Just give a quick text, shoot it out You can do this at home too Just come along with us Shoot a text to somebody Remind them that in their season right now, especially if they need it, that there's a trustworthy, steadfast, loving God who cares for them. Don't write a book. Just a sentence or two. You can use quick text if you like. Secondly, I want you to text yourself. So everybody, open a text to yourself, and I want you to text yourself some gratitude. And don't open this text right away. Let it sit in your text box. Let it annoy you really badly. The one bubble you haven't checked off. Let it sit there. And the next time you hit a space where you say, oh God, oh Lord, when? Next time you're in a place where you're in a dark cave and you can't quite find your way out, I want you to pull up your phone and I want you to look at this text that you're gonna send yourself. So be thoughtful about this text to yourself. You know what you need better than anyone else. You know what affirmation you need. You know what encouragement you need. I want you to text yourself that now. How long? oh Lord? When you get to the place where where you're at a how long, oh Lord, I want you to go to your phone, check that text, and then read these very words that you've texted yourself. Words of power and grace, but I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Here at the end, I want to invite you to stand with me. I praise team is going to come up soon to do their last song. Before we do, David says he sings. So I want to invite you to stand with me and let's sing together, shall we? And the song that I could think of was the doxology. What a powerful song to sing. It's Pastor Devo shared something this week, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was called uh, something like the opposite uh, action, where... Um, if you're feeling a certain way, one of the ways that you get out of that, that space is that you begin to do the opposite thing. And I, I wonder if this was for David, what he did, where he was in a space that was dark and hard and how long, oh Lord. And then he said, I've got to do the next thing, which is I've got to pivot to the opposite thing. I don't know what season you're in, but, but here today I want us to leave out praising God recognizing that he God is still the one who cares and instead steadfast love comes after us over and over again. So we're going to sing together praise God from whom all blessings flow. Are you ready church? Are you ready? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise him church. Praise him all all voices. Praise him. Praise him above the heavenly own. praise father. Praise father. Praise father son and holy let's do that one more time from the top. Praise here we go. Praise God for all voices lifted high into heaven in this season. Praise him him, all creatures him